And uh, let's just lift our Bibles. This is our custom around here. We like to start it off with a good confession. Let's, let's just all say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in on purpose tonight. I have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to me through the Word of God. And I commit to not just hear it, but become a doer of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn in our Bibles tonight to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and read our foundation scripture in the King James. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you or allow you to be tempted above what you're able, that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And so tonight I wanted to share a message, a simple message entitled Victory Highway. You know, the faithfulness of God. You know, he is always faithful to watch over his word to perform it. He said, you know, you know you're going to have contrary circumstances. Jesus said in John 16, 33, in the world you shall have tribulation. So you're going to have trouble. You're going to have temptations, tests, and trials. The word temptation there means tests and trials. And so sometimes we just think temptation to sin, but it's really any trial, uh, any circumstance is contrary to God's promises. And uh, But Jesus said in the world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good courage. I've overcome the world. And the implication is you can too. We're more than conquerors. And... Uh, and so it says here in 1 Corinthians 13 that the devil is limited to things that are common to man. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. So uh, the devil is already at a loss no matter what he's thrown at you, no matter what s symptoms, no matter what trouble financially, no what trouble in your marriage, your home, whatever it is, uh, you have the upper hand already. And, uh, and it says here, that uh, that God's ability that you may be able to bear it. You know, he won't allow you to be tempted above what you're able. Uh, and then that you may be able to bear up under it. You know, sometimes you're going to be under a certain situation until the, the clouds go away. and uh, But you don't have to be down dumps. You know, you've got the word ability there, able there, it comes from the Greek word dunamis, which means supernatural power. So we're never going through something by ourselves. God is right there with us to help us get through the time. And sometimes it takes uh, more, you know, more than instantaneous. Some, some trials are, are going to last a little while. And as long as you stay on God's way of escape, I'm calling it the victory highway. Amen. Stay on victory highway. You can't lose. And uh, so we have that pathway to our miracle. Now, you know, over the years, I've seen and heard people, uh, even in the church, misquote 1 Corinthians 10. They're, they're fond of saying, you know, God won't put on me more than I can bear. Well, that's not what that verse says at all. It doesn't say that. <laughs> because first of all, God is not the one putting anything on you except victory. You know, he's, he's taking, he's the deliverer. He's not the afflictor. No, the devil is the afflictor. I realize many of you have heard this over and over. And so if you have, then this is water for your faith. Yeah, everybody's faith needs to be watered. We need to be reminded constantly. 
And perhaps there might be people watching that have not heard this, and then therefore it comes as seed. And as you, as you develop this seed, your faith will grow so that you don't melt in a time of trouble. So God has provided a way of escape, Victory Highway. He's provided, he doesn't have to build it after you get afflicted. I mean, he doesn't have to wait till something happens. He already knows everything from the end, from the beginning. He's got it in existence the very first moment you realize there's something that uh, you've got to confront. And, uh, and the fact that God, uh, the fact that you're going through something, notice what it says. There's no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able to bear. So if you're going here by definition of this verse, the first thing you tell yourself when you see the trouble, when trouble comes your way, well, God didn't send this trouble. He's got victory highway for me, and he counts me able to get through this onto the other side. I am able. I am able with his help. I am able to overcome this. See, that's, that's the first thing you've got to keep in mind rather than fear, rather than discouragement, rather than uh, pity party and all of that stuff. So uh, the fact that you're going through something is proof that God's ability is available to see you through. And the Hebrews 10, 23, hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering. You know, James says, you know, he that wavereth is not like the waves of the sea. Let, don't let that person think you'll receive anything from God. And that's many times that's the key to trials uh, being seemingly unending because we waver in our confession. We waver in our faith. Now, let's just make up our mind the first day of, of whatever it is you're facing that you're overcoming. Amen. I mean, you just set your faith and you set your face to realize you're going to find God's pathway, and you are going to overcome. You know, uh, some battles that we have in life <clears throat> just, just come with the territory. I mean, just, you know, depends on uh, your station in life. You know, mothers have kind of maybe different uh, uh, battles than fathers, and men have different battles than women, and Pastors have different battles than uh, the sheep, <laughs> you know. Some of the things I go through just basically because I'm a pastor. And uh, so that's true. I mean, you know, trouble comes to everyone. Uh, but then there are times when we have, or these trouble is a result of our not following the Holy Ghost. I used this illustration uh, recently, but, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is given to us as a witness so the witness is described sometimes as the green light, you know, God's permission to go forward in something, or a red light, a hesitancy, God saying, no, don't go that way, no, don't do that. And, uh, you know, I was watching the news one night here recently, and a, a person was running from the law and had a car chase. It seems like they have them every day in this city. And uh, he had seen some others on television run through red lights, and they survived. Unfortunately, he didn't. He ran a red light, and someone T-boned him on his driver door, and he was dead right there in the intersection. And uh, so when we run a red light, there can, be circum there can be consequences. Does God send it? Well, no, God didn't send it. God tried to get you to stop. 
God, God tried to get you to go. You know, sometimes if you don't go on the green light, somebody might run into the back of you. <laughs> so the, the deal is we need to follow the witness of the Spirit, and sometimes when we don't, there are consequences. And so when you first enter into a trial, a test, trouble, don't concern yourself with why right now. Why is not really important. I mean, you know, uh, the most important thing to consider is who. God is your deliverer. The devil is your afflictor. <laughs> uh, consider what? Well, what am I going to get through with God's word? You, that's all you need is God's word and God's spirit to beat the devil. You've got supernatural weapons. And then consider when, and when is not right now. I mean, right now. You don't put it off. You don't say, well, I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to fight this. No, fight. Fight every battle when it comes up. And let the devil know you're not going to be a, you know, a shrinking violet. You're going you're gonna to stand up for what belongs to you. So uh, let's look at Matthew 11. I was meditating on this this morning. The Spirit of God uh, spoke these words to me, and I, I, know, I knew they were in Matthew. Uh, Blessed is he who is not offended in me. And, and so let's read the context, Matthew 11. Uh, verse 2. Now, when John uh, <clears throat> the Baptist had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. And he said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Well, John was going through a severe trial. He's thrown in jail just because he confronted the king and said, You can't have your brother's wife. Eventually it, they took his head off. Uh, but he got so discouraged, he's basically talking to the Lord whom he prophesied over. He knew who the Lord was. He said, this is the one who baptizes the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, he's filled with the Spirit without measure. He knew of the miracles, and yet he got so discouraged, he sent his disciples to find out. He was, he was just a little bit offended there in jail. You know, you can't be blessed and offended at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean offended? Well, offended at God. You know, whatever you face, God's not the author. God's not to ever to blame, no matter what. God is never to blame. Sometimes we look for others to blame. We look for people to blame. We look for bosses to blame. We look for anything to blame. Listen, just get out of the blame game. You can't, you can't be offended and blessed at the same time. <laughs> That's a good one to remember. You might go ahead and say that I can't be offended and blessed at the same time. <laughs> You're going to be one or the other. So uh, God is faithful. He's got Victory Highway already in place for you. So uh, I wanted to give a short report. I, I got this message, part of it, while I was laying in ICU last week. I spent six days, in case you didn't know. Um, well, I'm not ashamed of a, an attack. I had, had an attack. Uh, it's not my first one, but, uh, I wound up at the hospital, uh, the, see July 4th weekend and the fifth was Monday. It was a holiday. And so the sixth, the morning of the sixth, I went to my cardiologist and he sent me right over to the emergency room. And then after they stabilized me, uh, 
they sent me to ICU. And uh, my symptoms were uh, a heart racing, real elevated heart rate. And by, by that, I mean 155 beats a minute. As, you know, it's, I mean, I wasn't running, wasn't going anywhere. I'm just, my heart's going like this. And uh, short of breath and uh, sleep deprived. I could not sleep uh, the night of July the 4th, which we had great Sunday services. But when I went home, uh, I just couldn't sleep that night. I didn't sleep uh, Monday night. And so by the time I got to the hospital, those were symptoms that I had. But yet every day for the last 16 years, I, I wind up my day. Usually I say these things when I'm taking a shower. You can say them anytime you want to. I just like, I just like a regular, I like a regular thing so that it will trigger me to speak a certain way. But I have a whole string of, of confessions that I release as commands to my body. I send the word to my body. And uh, among the things I say, my, I'll just say I, my blood pressure is 120 over 80. My heart beats with a sinus rhythm through open blood vessels, free of plaque, obstructions, and clots. And all the electrical pathways in my heart are normal. That's just part of it. And uh, I just go on and on. I go through all of my bodily systems, and I speak, and I say these things. I've been doing it for 16 years. Well, then, if I believe I receive, I believe what I say comes to pass, why did this happen? Well, see, don't try to worry about it. why. Let's solve the situation first. And the, the, thing, the matter at hand was to get that, that heart back down and to have medical intervention. My faith was not working. My words were not working right there at that moment. But I knew that I had sent the word, and the word always works. You know, sometimes it doesn't work the way we think it should. And so, uh, so they started working on me. And laying there, I just, you know, I didn't say it out loud. They're working. They're busy. They're asking me how I'm doing. I, you know, when you're in that situation, you can't just have a good confession. You have to report what's, what's going on with your body. You know, they're asking you, how are you doing? Well, I'm not doing, I'm short of breath. No, I, you know, I don't feel very good. One time my blood pressure had plunged to 50 something over 40 and my eyesight shrunk down to tunnel vision and I let them know real quick what was going on and they worked feverishly to get it back up and they did. Everything worked out. But all the time I'm thinking there, I'm not fearful. I'm saying, you know, God, your word works. I, I believe that I sent the word to this to my body, and my word in my mouth accomplishes what I please, just like it does you. It uh, it prospers in the thing whereto I sent it. So this is not the final report right here. What they're doing right now, it's behind behind everything is your word, Father. I'm just so thankful you're faithful. You've given me a way of escape from this particular situation here. I'm on the way of escape. And uh, I'll be honest, the first day wasn't that great. I mean, I didn't sleep that night. And the second day, uh, and, and so now you've got three days and going on fourth day that I'm not sleeping. So there's all sim symptoms that go with de sleep deprivation. But I had to hold on to the Word, and I did hold on to the Word. So I dozed off one time, then I'd wake up with a start, doze off, wake up with a start. They asked me, if you got sleep apnea? No, I don't. I'm just short of breath, and I've got a symptom of elevated uh, pulse and so forth, and also some of the drugs they were giving me. So uh, 
one time James was sitting there with me, and he said, Pop, I saw you dro- you dozed off for three or four minutes. And I, it didn't feel like it. To me, it felt like just seconds. So I was getting a little more sleep than I thought. And finally, the third night in the ICU, I did sleep a couple of hours. And then the next night, I started catching up on my rest. You know, God is faithful. Are you going to go through things? Yes, I went through something. It didn't just go away. It didn't just obey me instantly. That's where we miss it. That's where we think we, we begin to get offended we're maybe not offended at God, but we're offended that, that we've tried this and it's not worked. No, you don't try it. You do it. It's not something I tried because I've already tried it for years. It works. The word always works. And then I always know that at the end of the thing, I can do a post-action review and I can find out where I missed it because it's always me. It's never God. <laughs> if the devil did it, it's because I let him. And so, but I'm not, I don't con- ever concern myself with that at first. I want to get through the battle. I want to get through the situation a little further. I, I trust this is helping you. And so uh, six days later, I'm at home. Praise God. And my heart is on a sinus rhythm with, with, with uh, normal blood pressure. My pulse, my resting pulse rate is 70, sometimes 63. So everything's back to normal. And I could say, oh, praise God, I got the victory. Well, I do have the victory, but I'm not through traveling down Victory Highway because I won't be satisfied until this kind of thing is answered. See, there's a reason why my heart uh, had an an arrhythmia or an irregular heartbeat. It was called atrial flutter, which atrial flutter is a very dangerous condition. I don't ever want it again. And so in consultation, I was under the care. I used to have two cardiologists. One's a plumber, one's an electrician. And uh, I didn't need my electrician, I didn't think. So I quit going to him three and a half years ago after open heart surgery. But that's where I ran through. Actually, I didn't answer a green light. A year and a half ago, I had a green light to get back with him and have an appointment with him and talk to him about the episode that I had in the hospital similar to this one a year and a half ago, and I didn't. I didn't follow the witness, and so that's why I went through what I went through. Was God punishing me? No, God doesn't punish me. No, it's just that I opened the door. I, I, I didn't follow the witness of the Spirit. That was his way of escape, and I was off wandering on my own pathway. I want you to know I'm on God's pathway right now. I'm not going to stop. And so I have some more appointments. I've got a follow-up with a stress test I did yesterday, next week, and then uh, early in August there's some. I, I met with my electrician, and he's got a procedure he's going to do on me. Am I trusting in the doctor? No, the doctor just intervenes. Doctors treat. Jesus is my healer. And this is the way of escape. It runs right through those two doctors. And I believe that when they're through, I will close the door, and I will be, have it locked and never again suffer from a regular heartbeat. And that will be the victory. Amen. And I've already got it. See, because even though it's future, I have it now. I see it now. I see myself free. I see myself totally normal. I see myself never short of breath, never unable to sleep. And, uh, and so that's, what, that's the way that we can overcome. So um, I just want to leave you with three things here tonight, just, just simple. When trouble comes, and it always does, you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> when I first got saved, you know, I was just getting in the Word of Faith message, and somehow I got the idea if I could just get enough faith, I'd never have any more trouble. <laughs> it's really the opposite. Because <laughs> growing faith is always opposed by the devil. He always opposes you. And he's never going to stop opposing you. So quit looking for Shangri-La. It, you, know, you realize you've got to overcome. So I was listening to this uh, southern lady. You know, she sounded like maybe she was from Georgia or something, and she was teaching. And somebody gave me the tape. Boy, this is really good. Listen to this. And so I, I listened to it for a little bit, and, and she was entertaining. And then she got to the part. She says, you know, you're either, you're either coming into a mess, or you in a mess, or you about to get out of the mess. <laughs> I ejected that cassette tape and threw it in the back seat. <laughs> I said, man, I don't receive that. But I found out that she was right. And so that's true. I mean, you know, we just have contact contests all the time. So uh, let's, when trouble comes, and it always does, let's remember, number one, God is bigger than the devil. <laughs> you know, the devil makes a lot of noise. He can be very threatening. This, this, whole, this whole thing that I went through was pretty threatening. I had to hold on to my faith. I, I, my, I couldn't trust my mind. I couldn't trust my body. My mind was reeling from the symptoms of uh, sleep deprivation. Thank God to James. James said, Pop, this is just sleep deprivation. And I said, that's right. That's all this is. And, uh, and I'd had it several days. And then back in the month of June, I've had it a number of times then too. So uh, God already has plans uh, for your escape. See, God's, God's bigger. It's, it's, that's a very simple thing. But you have to keep in mind because the devil's going to attack your mind. He's going to attack your, your senses. Uh, number two, receive God's power to help you through. You see, you're not alone. If you're going through something, God says, you know, they've got the power. So just receive that same power that you need. Get, receive his ability to help you bear up under it. And that's what I had to do. When I was in the hospital, I had to bear up under a, They had to find the correct treatment. In the meantime, I had all kind of symptoms, back and forth and back and forth. I didn't feel good much of the time. I couldn't think straight much of the time until about four days in, and I started feeling a lot better. And eventually, six days, I was released. And usually, they don't release you directly home out of ICU. It's very rare, but they did me. So uh, receive God's power to help you through. You're not alone. And finally, stay on the victory highway until final victory, until every situation is shut down. I'm remembering about the prophet Elijah. A king came to talk to him, and, and uh, he was threatened by this invading army. And, uh, and so he... Uh, he stood at the window, and, he, and he, he said he shot an arrow out the window. Then he went out, and he said, I want you to grab the arrows, and I want, you to, I want you to pound the ground with those arrows. And so the king, he just did it three times, and Elijah was mad. He said, you know, you should have pounded the, the, the ground six or eight times. You just did it three times. Therefore, you're not going to get the final victory. Sometimes we stop short. And we settle for a temporary reprieve. 
a temporary ceasefire. You know, that I don't want no ceasefire. I want to crush the devil every time. I'm going to make him pay every time he attacks me, whether it's my fault or not. Sometimes it's me missing God, missing a turn, missing a little, you know, witness that I'm, and I don't condemn myself. I'm learning all the time. Let's, let, let's not be condemning ourselves when we miss God. Let's just repent, I, which I did. said, God, I shouldn't have been back with my doctor uh, two years ago. I repent. I, I just missed the signal. And, uh, and, of course, he forgives you, and he'll help you give you another chance. So uh, don't settle for just a ceasefire. Don't settle for just getting by. Slam the door in the devil's face. Stay on Victory Highway. Come on, lift your hands and receive tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, I didn't want to turn this in such a heavy medical report, but I, I just lived it, and it's fresh. And, uh, you know, everything that I go through is an example. Everything I do is, is for the body of Christ to glean, glean from. Uh, so uh, thank God. I just believe that you're believing that you're receiving what you need to have the victory.